0: Good morning, everybody. Get your voices together. Put your hands together. We have what we call an instrument. When you take one hand and we put it in another hand together, it's an instrument where we praise God. Good morning, this morning. I love you guys. Come on. Well, I've got love like a river. I've got love like a
1: river. I've got love like a river in my soul. Well, I've got. Love like a river, I've got. Love like a river, I've got. Love like a river in my soul. Well, I've got life. Will I've got life like a river, I've got. Life like a river, I've got. Life like a river in my soul. Joy. Will I've got joy like a river, I've got joy like a river i've got joy like a river in my soul
0: good morning you can see well i'm in a car this morning we are traveling but you know what god is so good letting us be with you this morning good morning everybody good morning denise and rob good morning rhonda good morning shanita i love you guys one more time
1: well i've got Love like a river, I've got, love like a river, I've got, love like a river in my soul. Well, I've got, love like river, I've got love like a river, I've got, love like a river, I've got, love like a river
0: in my soul. All right. You know, I like that song. We've been doing that song every morning now for a few weeks, and I kind of like it. All right. Why? Because we have a river inside of us, okay? The question is, is that river, is it really, really moving? Does it have power? You know, most rivers, if you look at them that are active, that are worth anything, they move. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, my mother said, don't fall into the river because it may look smooth on the On the top, but underneath, their occurrence will drag you in. So we're going to talk about that—the river of life. What does that mean? All right. But first, I got to have a cup, a sip of of my joe here. I got my uh, last evangelist mug, last evangelist legalized Jesus mug, and I'm going to have a sip of coffee. Uh, mm. So I want to talk this morning about uh, (coughs) dying. Dying is a hell of a way to live. What, David? Did Really? Did you just say that? Yeah, I said dying is a hell of a way to live. Literally a hell of a way to live. Before we get into it, I'm bringing in my lovely wife, um, Shanita. And uh, good morning. How are you? I am living.
1: And I am happy to be with someone who chooses to live. <laughs> I can't I, wait for I, you to expand on this.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you what, Janita. I have, most of my life I was dying until God mm-hmm. took me down, disintegrated mm-hmm. me, took the old me. And when I came back up, I mean, I literally died. When I came back up, uh, the church David was married to the Hollywood, David, and I came back together when I came up, Mm -hmm. and we were I had what I call integrity, spiritual integrity, right? Mm -hmm. That's a very powerful thing when you're integrated, because no matter where you Mm -hmm. go, you take God with you. You go into the workplace, you take God. Then you go into God's place, you take the workplace. You see, Mm -hmm. God owns everything, created everything. We need to understand that and stop playing church on Sunday morning. We need to live it through the week or whatever day uh, people uh, worship, but anyway, I—I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got off on a little tangent there.
1: No, not an interruption at all, because that's what we are celebrating this month. It's the—the the month of your spiritual integration, your spiritual birthday.
0: That—that that absolutely. And you know, we have uh, the same colors on red. And uh, I don't want anybody to say, well, that's because of you know, Christmas red. No, it's not. It, it's symbolic of the blood of Jesus. Uh, everything I I do uh, goes back to Jesus, not going to go back to some holiday, not going to, it's all our red, your red, my red is all about the blood of Jesus. Uh, amen.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. And speaking of holidays, Hanukkah is coming up next week on yeah. our daughter's birthday. And um, it, I, it's not a biblical feast, but to me, that oil that didn't run out symbolizes the Holy Spirit and how Scripture commands us to be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And- we, yeah. And I'm praying this morning. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. I pray that um, it's your words, not ours, and that we ask Holy Spirit that you come in. And that you guide us, lead us, and direct us, uh, just as Jesus said that you would. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Shanita, we're going to bring you on a little bit later, take some prayer requests, uh, praise reports. Um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, but before we do that, I want to show you something here. God says, put a little light on it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to shine some light. You see the difference there? When you're in light, you have this. And when you're in darkness, you have that. Now, it looks okay until you turn the light on and you can see a little bit more. And that's what I'm really praying this morning that God will allow us to do, is see a little bit more this morning, that we're not just taking up space and wasting time, that we're here to, to say something. We, we leave on a different level in which we came in. All right. Now, if you're not a member of David Heavener TV, which I hope you're watching us on David Heavener TV, supporting us, go and sign up right now. You can watch this broadcast free, but we have over 700 uh, videos that exposes the devil. And please go and sign up. Consider signing up um, uh, and becoming a part of the ministry. And if you would like to become part of the family, uh, you can go to David forward slash family or forward slash membership. Uh, David Heberty, Four Slash Family, fill out the little card and you're part of our ministry. And we appreciate that. Dying, dying, dying is a hell of a way to live. I said it. And I don't mean it to be slang. A lot of people will use H E L L as a slang all the time. I mean it for the jugular that dying is a hell of a way. To live. And let me explain what I'm talking about. There's many people right now, and it's Sunday morning, depending on where you are. I think no matter where you are, it's Sunday something. Well, maybe it's Monday. But no matter what, on this day, at least in the Western world, there are people piling at the churches all over the world. And they think because they're going to church, they think because they were born into that religion, they think because they adhere to that denomination, they believe that they are alive. They believe that they are living. Now, some are, but many aren't. Tradition, religion, denomination. They live in a fake system. I know I lived there for many years, folks. I, it was very difficult for me to get out of it. I heard preachers get on the, in the pulpit, and I heard them say things I knew were not true. I knew it. I knew it. I couldn't stand up. I didn't have the courage until God brought me to my knees, and I had nothing to offer him except unbended knees. I said, God, help me. You see what was happening is I knew that these that the church was lying but I didn't have the guts to stand up but God gave me that courage he only gave me the courage by taking me down to nothingness and bringing me back up again and giving me life The angel said to the women as they came looking for the body of Jesus? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? And that's the problem today. There's too many qu- quote, they call themselves Christians. They're looking for the living among the dead. There is no living among the dead. The only living is among Christ. And the only th- way to Christ is the, is to Believe and understand and know that we need him in order to get to the Father. There is no way to get to the Father. The only way to get to Christ is look at the altar. Get on your knees. I need to get on my knees. It's the only way to get to Jesus. Habakkuk 2.4. Habakkuk 2.4. Look at that man bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but soul empty. But the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing is fully alive, really alive. Let me explain something. He's not talking about the politician, though you can apply it to that. He's not talking about the rich man, though you can apply it to that. He's talking about people in the religious system. Look at that man. Look at that woman. They're bloated by themselves, by self Look at, look at someone going to church thinking, I go to this church. We have a great Christian rock band. Oh, we have a, a mass amount of people, 10,000 people. If it wasn't God, why would he let 10,000 people get together? Let me tell you something, why he would let 10,000 people get together in a Six Flags Over Jesus Church. For the same reason, he would allow 10,000 people to get together and watch a soccer game, a football game, a basketball game. It's a game. It's not real. David, you're hard on those six flags over Jesus churches. All right, I won't call them six flags over Jesus. I'll call them God-marts. I I said it. Why am I hard on them? You tell me. Okay, I want you to think for a second. You line 10,000 people up. 10,000 people. Are you telling me that 10,000 people are following God? Are you telling me that that's a really good place for demons to hang out? Because you've never really met the pastor. You don't know who's standing next to you because every Sunday is somebody different. That's why I, it's not just six flags over G. I don't come against the church, because I, I've got some anger issue and I, it's displacement and I've got to be angry at something. I come against a church that says they stand for God, my father, your father, and they assassinate his character. I don't care about Hare Krishna. I don't care about Hinduism. I don't care about Muslim. I don't care about any of that. They don't stand for my God. What gets me all riled is when someone says they're a Christian, when a preacher says I'm a preacher getting up, speaking the word of God, and they don't talk about the the, the the assault against our children. They don't talk about the sin that lurks in the church. They don't talk about their own sin. They mischaracterize my father. That's what burns me up. And I told the story, I'll tell it again. When I was a boy and I was a young boy, I was about 15 years old. My dad, he loved uh, football. He just loved football. And he would walk a mile from our house to my uh, high school football game. And he would pick, he would pop up a big bag of of popcorn. And he would, you know, because he'd eat it as he's watching the football game. And he'd always wear this big overcoat with this hat on. He'd carry an umbrella, even if it wasn't going to rain. He always thought, well, it might rain. I'm going to take an umbrella. And I remember sitting up in the bleachers in that football game that one night. My dad was walking down, you know, by the fence watching the play. And I'm sitting next to a couple of guys. And they're talking about pointing to my father. They didn't know it was my father. They just said, look at that weird guy down there, you know. And they started saying things like, you know, he's crazy. You know, he he walks the streets yelling. He does say, lying about my dad. Until it got to the point where I stood up and I said, you will stop lying about my father. That right there is my father. I know him. And I know what you're saying is a lie. And boy, those two guys, they didn't know what to think. Uh, This guy's, I said, you will stop talking about my daddy. So if I will stand up for my earthly father like that, you bet I'm going to stand up for my father in heaven. You bet every last breath in my body. And I know you do too, because that's why you're here. You say, see, you wouldn't be here week after week, if you weren't willing to lay down your life for God, if you weren't willing to go all the way, you wouldn't be here. You you wouldn't be able to tolerate it. Your spirit wouldn't jive, but it does. And you're here every, do I see things wrong? Of course I do, but I'd rather make a mistake. Maybe get it wrong sometimes, but at least do something. You know, because dying is a hell of a way to live. And I'm not going to live by dying. I'm going to live by living. You know, the church, the religious system has really done a number on us. And I know he has you too family. I know he has. But you see, when they talk about sin, you have to understand we're we're not punished for our sins. We're not punished for our sins. If you're a believer, you're not punished for your sin. You're punished by your sin. You see, I'm not punished for my sin. I'm punished by my sin. When I do something sinful, separated from God, I'm punished by my sin, not for it. I can't be punished for it. Christ died on the cross. He nailed my sin to the cross. How can I ever be punished for my sin? But my sin can punish me. Why? Because when you're a child of God, as you are, you want to live. And you know that when you're dying, walking around doing death things, not life things, you know that's not living. You know it's not the truth. And that sin, which is separation from God, separation from truth, that sin is punishes me. Doesn't it you? I mean, I feel so bad. It's it's not the, you know, I take a drug, I drink alcohol, whatever it is. I don't take drugs, but I'm just saying if I do or or I slip up and I you know, whatever that is, it's not the fact I did that. That's That sin was nailed to the cross if I'm a child of God. But it's the fact that I did it and I hurt my father. And I feel like I'm separated from him, especially if I continue in it. See, it's not the sin. It's not that we're punished for our sins. God doesn't do that. But we're punished by our sins. The person who's humbling, you know, the earnestly seeking God, like we do on Sunday morning, I say, here's our altar, folks. We have an altar. The altar's right in front of you. This church, this is our church, and we have an altar. Why? Because we believe in repentance. We believe that there's two kinds of repentance, repent to salvation. And if you haven't, we're going to ask God to, to save you. And number two is repentance uh, on a daily basis, hourly, whatever, because we all fall short, right? And so we're repenting. So there's always repentance. And we have an altar. And I believe every Sunday morning, you all go before this altar and you repent and you walk away cleansed. I do. I walk away a different person than I come in. And certainly not because of me. It's because of God. It's because of you. It's because of us being together. But God never kicks anyone who's down. That's number one. Anyone who's humbly seeking, God doesn't kick you around. It's not God kicking you around. You see, God brings down kings and empires and the wealthy, he brings them down. But he doesn't bring down his people. He lifts up his people, because he loves you. I guess that's why we stand for the little guy here, you know, at this ministry. Uh, We get kicked down a lot, you know, and we struggle. I mean, I I have bumps, I feel the bumps in the road. Uh, We have people that are, you know, uh, struggling with all kinds of stuff from their past and it's okay we love you we accept you no matter who you are no matter where you came from so I want to talk about the first Thanksgiving what I believe is Jesus first Thanksgiving at least it's recorded you know cuz it's been Thanksgiving and uh, I need to get me one more little cup of coffee uh, drink of coffee here uh, good morning everybody Sarah good morning Ah uh, Rob good morning uh, so good to have you um yeah Rob says we punish ourselves, don't we that's so true uh-huh we sure do I, i'm I, I don't need anyone judge me I tell people you don't need to judge me I'm my own judge i'm I'm a I'm the worst judge I'm harder on me than anybody could ever be on me now, I guess that's why people go well, what doesn't it bother you people you know they hate you, David, or they come against you or they don't like the things you say. I say, here's a quarter. Go call somebody who cares. Because I don't. I mean, I do care about people, but I can't care to the point where I'm worried about what somebody's going to say about me. I'd have to. I'd say enough about me. I don't need to hear anybody else saying about me. I only care what God says about me. He says I'm his child. He says I'm living, and that's all I care about. Matthew eleven twenty five. 25. Matthew eleven twenty five 25. Jesus talking. He says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, thank you, Father, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Thank you. He's given thanks. It's a thanksgiving, O Father of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them into babes. Hidden what things? Well, let's back up. Just before that, he was blasting all those towns. He was denouncing them because they would not believe in him in the miracles that he he did. He said, if these miracles would have happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, if these miracles would have happened in other towns that were demolished, they would have believed. But you, your town, you don't believe? And that's what is wrong with this bloated America, bloated Western world. We don't really believe. The church doesn't really believe. They just pile in every Sunday or Whatever day they go, they do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different spiritual result. And yet they are living among the dead. They're dying and going to hell. Because dying is a hell of a way to live let's go to verse 26 father yes for this this is what you are pleased to do what hiding it from the educated hiding it from people who have money hiding it from the popular people and giving it to us Jesus is giving thanks that the truth is given to you and I the little people the nobodies The one that the world looks at and says, ah, you know, we have the power. It's you. I want you to look in the mirror right now. I want you to look in the mirror if you have one. God has given you the truth. He's given this precious, precious truth to you. And he's happy to do it. Jesus gave thanks for it. In the midst of Jesus' thanksgiving, you were at the center. Verse twenty-seven: All things have been committed to me by my Father. Jesus says, "No one knows the Father except knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son, and those listen and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal. No one knows God except the Son." No one knows the Son except the Father, and this is important, those who He chooses to reveal. Congratulations! You are one of the chosen. I want you to walk like royalty, I want you to talk like royalty. You're an ambassador. John 17 Jesus goes on to say I have revealed you to those who you gave to me out of the world. Jesus talking to the Father, he's saying I've revealed you Father to those who you've given me, who the disciples, to the people that came to Jesus when he walked to the face of the earth. He says they were yours, you gave them to me and have and have obeyed uh, and they have obeyed your word. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one folks no more beam me up scotty i'm ready to go jesus wants us to be in the world to spread the gospel to spread the truth to 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 expose the the devil who who assassinates god's character that's what we do hallelujah says ronald He says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. He's saying, you're not of the world. I'm not of the world. Jesus wasn't of the world. They will hate you like they hated him. That's what he said. Sanctify them by, listen, sanctify them by what? The truth. The truth. What is the truth? Your word, Father, is the truth. This goes deep, so I want you to stay with me. Then Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone. He was talking to his disciples and the people that came to him when he walked the face of the earth. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. It's for you and I. Now he's being very specific on who he's talking about. Folks, when he was on the cross, you crossed his mind. Let me say that again. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, your name, your face... Your voice crossed his mind. Because he did it just for you. And just for I. For his chosen. So that you and I would know the truth. So that we would follow the truth. Sanctify them by your truth. It's not just for them alone, Father, it's not for the disciples, the one you sent me, but it's for the ones that are together right now in the year 2023, November 26th, he said, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, what? What? Now he's not just talking about you and I, he's talking about the ones that are going to believe because you and I are talking. We're standing up for God's character. We're speaking truth. You see, lukewarm churches, they don't speak truth. Jesus said, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I didn't say that. Scripture says it. They don't speak truth. As a matter of fact, Scripture says, and Jesus went up to the uh Uh, the the Pharisees, and said, you know what? You travel across the country finding one person who you can convert, and you turn them into twice the sons of hell that you are. And that's what the lukewarm church does. They are seeker-friendly. They go out into neighborhoods, and they knock on doors and send letters and emails and have programs so they can drag people in to the pits of hell. David, that's pretty strong. You better calm down. You better calm down. Oh, I won't calm down. I was calm too many years. You're not going to calm me. I may talk for another three hours. I don't know. Because I get really passionate on this. Yes, lukewarm church is the pits of hell, folks. Jesus is not going to vomit God's people out of his mouth. Did you hear that? When you're in a church that's compromised, that's called lukewarm. Jesus said, Whether you'd be hot or cold, at least you're taking a position. But these modern day churches, they don't take a position. They're too seeker friendly. They don't want to make anybody mad. Why? Because they got to grow the church. They need more money to pay for that big building. They just I went to a church the other day in Atlanta, Georgia. It wasn't a church, folks. It was a city. This place was a city. I mean, I was in shock. I even think they had buses that ran around there. I mean, it was huge. Now, I'm not saying that they couldn't be on fire for God because I don't know that church. But boy, when you start building cities, church turn churches into cities, it better be on fire for God because if it ain't, It's a big, it's a very large graveyard for people who think they're going to heaven. All right. What was the, that they believe in your message. So here we go. Jesus talking, thanking the Father to Thanksgiving for the people that God gave him, the disciples and others as he walked face of the earth. Then he was talking about you and I. The ones that would believe the disciples on because of what they said. You and I are here today. We believe that. And now Jesus is talking about the ones who are going to believe because you and I are together and we're willing to speak the truth. You see, the tr- no one can be converted unless they speak truth. When you, you can only convert one way or the other. You can convert someone to truth or you can convert them into twice the sons of hell that you are. You're not. But a person, if they're from hell, they can only convert someone to twice the sons of hell that they are. And hell is the lukewarm church. Why? Because Jesus says all of us, you and I, can become one. Father, just as you and I are one and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent them. Folks, you and I are joined at the hip. Literally, right hand side of the throne with Jesus, with God, with the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you and I, we're all one. And that's why we must love each other. You say, David, that, this message you're giving, that doesn't sound like love. You know what? Let me tell you something, you know, a way to hate somebody, you can just hate them all the way to hell is don't tell them the truth. Just agree. That's a good way to hate somebody. Love them or pretend like you love them by agreeing, accommodating them, and you can hate them all the way to hell. Because that ain't you know, agreeing with somebody in 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 being a, a you know, a You're you're joined with people that don't tell the truth. You can't do that. You have to be joined with people that tell the truth. So people can encourage one another. Okay? Codependency. No codependency. You tell someone the truth, you're loving them. Otherwise, if you if you try to, you know, accommodate them, you're hating them all the way to hell. All right. Two kinds of prayers. Let's talk about this, two kinds of prayers. You know, like that, though. That was Jesus' Thanksgiving. I love that. Jesus was thanking the Father. Ah, I, I just get so in awe of that when Jesus thanks the Father because of me. What? He's thanking God the Father for giving us to Him. Do you understand how powerful that is, folks? How humbling that is—that the God of the universe, His Son, is thanking the Father that for you and I. He's praising God. He's thanking him for you and I. Do you know how precious you are? I don't care what people say about you. I don't care what your mom and dad said. I don't care about your past. I'm telling you right now, if you're a child of God, God, well, he died for you. I don't know any other way to say it. He died that you would live. All right, two kinds of prayer. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Do you hear what I'm saying, folks? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It doesn't take faith to get up on Sunday morning and go to a church and leave and live like hell the rest of the week. It takes faith on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment, second-by-second basis to say, God, what do you have for me today? I will be here for you whether no one likes me or not. I will stand up for you. I will say things that people maybe don't want to hear. That's faith. Because you must believe that he rewards. He said, David, I get beat down. I'm standing up. My family's against me. And, you know, things are tough. Well, I was there. I get there sometimes. But you see, we have to believe that God's a rewarder. And the reason we don't get our reward is because we don't believe it. Why? Because we've been programmed in the past by our parents, by society, that if you do something bad, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. There's no forgiveness. You got to suffer these consequences. Jesus took the consequences to the cross. So when you suffer, when you do things for God, when you live by faith, I want you to believe that he's giving you a reward I'm not talking about an award at the award ceremonies, you know, the Oscars and the Academy and all that kind of garbage. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Academy Award of heaven. And I'm talking about a a reward right here in life, right where you are. God wants to reward you, but you must believe that there's something waiting for you. There's something out there. God has good for you, not bad for you. God does not kick you when you have bent down and you are repenting and saying, God, forgive me. He does not kick you. He loves you. He lifts you up. See, God brings down the the proud and he lifts up the humble. I'm going to say it again. God brings down the proud. Maybe you haven't seen it yet, but you will see it one day. Kings will fall for all the world to see. But he will lift up his people, the humble you and me. He will lift us up. And he is lifting us up right now. And he's given us, a, a, he wants to reward us right here now on earth. He's got it for you, but we must believe it. See, because faith is believing in something that hasn't manifested in the flesh. You see, we believe that something exists because it does exist, that healing exists. Because you've got the power of God in you, but you, but you must believe it. You see, it just hasn't mani- manif- uh it, it, it hasn't manifested in the flesh, but it exists in the spiritual world. We can't see it. That's why faith's so important, because it gives us spiritual eyes to see things that the world can't see, it gives us vision, it gives us a reason to go on. I see things. I do. I see things. I can't tell you I see them from my physical eyes. Maybe sometimes I have. But I see them in my spirit. I see demons. I see angels. And I have faith that the angels are surrounding me, protecting me, and I I have the power, the faith of the power in me to cast these demons out. It's nothing nothing about me. It's about God. Okay, two kinds of praying. Two kinds of praying when you pray. There's um, agreeing with God. When we pray we need to agree with God what God has said and what he has already said for you and I to do that's praying we stand on God's word I don't I don't pray for healing anymore I command a healing because that's what Jesus did that's what I'm told to do these things shall follow cast out demons raise the dead heal the sick and preach the truth That's what follows a Christian. So number one prayer is to be in agreement with what God says, what God is saying now and what God has already said. We're agreeing with it. Then there's number two, and that's begging. This is what most of the people do, most of the church I've gone in on a Wednesday night prayer meeting and all it is a bunch
1: of beggars. God, Agnes has cancer, I'm begging
0: you to heal her. Oh God, Elmer's got a broken kneecap and I'm begging, I'm begging, God, God, I I wanna keep begging. Stop begging. It makes me ill to hear someone. a, A child of God is gonna beg the father for something? Scripture says, do you think I'm going to give you a stone? You asked for bread. Stop begging. You don't need to beg for anything. My kids come to me. They better not beg. Well, some of them have begged because they want my car keys or they want money or whatever. And I say no. And then they start begging. But I said no. When God says no, don't beg. But God only says no when it's good for you and good for me. All right. You don't need to beg. You're not on spiritual welfare, and neither am I. All right? We are royalty. We live in the kingdom. We sit the right-hand side of the Father, the throne. We don't need to beg for anything. We can request. We yeah, sure, we can request. But see, requesting isn't begging. Jesus said, he asked the Father, he said, he requested, Father, take this cup from me. He said that in the garden before he went to the cross. He requested. He didn't sit there and beg him. He made a request. I'm sure he knew what God was going to say, but he made a request. That's not begging. See, we take on God's personality because we're his child. But many of us have taken on the personality of of a church or a denomination. Uh, some religion. Get out of that. You have the personality of God, not some denomination, not some religion. All right, we seek God. We do. I'm going to read about Proverbs 3, 5, 6, right? And then we're going to do a song here. My paths, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Okay, trust all your heart. When things don't look good, trust with all your heart. And when circumstances are weird and strange and there's no way I can get out of this, God, don't lean on those circumstances. Don't lean on what's around you. Lean on God. Trust God. He says, if you do in all your ways, if you will submit to me, God says, if you'll just submit it to me, even though it don't look good, He says, I will make your path straight. So you want to get from point A to point B, but you keep going like me and you go, you know, this way and that way. And you spend, you know, such a long time trying to get A to B. And finally, when I submit to God and say, okay, God, I can't do it, He makes my boom path straight. I get right there. I get right there. All right. I want to uh, bring on Shanita in just, just a moment here. Uh, and, uh, but before I do, you know, there's a song that I just love and I, I've sang this quite a bit, but I want to do it again this morning. And it's, it's a very, very a simple song, okay? If you could just sing with me,
1: amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saves it saved a rich like me. I was. Was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I
0: want you to listen to me. There's two kinds of lost people out there. There's the ones that are lost, and you may be listening to me right now, and if you don't accept Christ, you will spend eternity in hell. And then there's those that are the prodigal sons and daughters. You were like me for a long time, separated from God. And I believe this morning you're going to come back. Uh, once I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And if you're out there and you don't know the Lord, but you say, David, this morning, this morning something's touched me, David. I I thought I was saved or I knew I wasn't, but I want to be saved. Right where you are, right where you are, if you can get on your knees right where you are. You say, Father, I'm a sinner. And I know the only way my sins can be washed away is through the blood of Your Son. I believe and I receive that He died for me on the cross over 2,000 years ago, Father. And I want to walk with Him, I want to talk with Him, and I want to be with Him, because Lord, I love You, but You accept me. And yes, yes, God does accept you. If you've said those words and you've agreed with me with all your heart, congratulations. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. You say, David, I've been separated from God and I've been doing things that just aren't the right things. Nobody knows it, but I know it. And this morning, I want to come back. I know there's tears coming down your face right now. God, forgive me. Take me back in. He has his arms open for you, you know. Amazing grace. It's all because of amazing grace, folks. We are where we are. And there's some people out there that have family and loved ones that don't don't know the Lord. Maybe people you've been working with, you've been praying for them this morning. We're going to stand in their place, right? Right where you are, we're going to stand in their place. We're going to believe that by standing in their place, that God is going to
1: touch their heart. Amazing grace. They saved rich like me. Lord, we're standing in the place of our loved ones. Touch
0: their heart, Lord. We're asking for a miracle to happen
1: on this Thanksgiving.
0: Let's praise God, everybody. Praise God.
1: Praise God Praise God Praise God Praise God Praise God Yeah praise God Praise God, praise God. Yeah. Thank you Lord Praise God Praise God Praise God,
0: just give Him the glory, give Him the
1: praise. Praise God, praise God, praise God.
0: Oh, I love you all this morning, and you know, this morning we were praying for loved ones. I don't know if you could hear, but a car started going crazy, beeping. And it's either Satan trying to disrupt us, but you know what I believe it is? I believe that, I know it sounds crazy. Could it be that car is praising God? Listen, if God can't find people, he will cause rocks to rise up and praise him. And we started praising God, that car just went crazy. Lights, beating, beeping horns. I don't know if you could hear it or not. And I know this may sound strange to you guys, okay? But I believe it could be that car, praising God, or or angels in that car, just saying hallelujah, all right? so their own way of saying hallelujah. I had a dog one time, Uncle Ben was his name, and I'm praising God with a song, and he's just, he never barks, and he just started howling howling, praising God. The animals praise God. People praise God. The plants praise God. Everybody's praising God this morning. I love you all so much. I appreciate you guys. Hey, if you'd like to support the ministry, I want you to go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give, or you can call Sinead at 844-806-0006 or text the word chosen to 91999. If you'll forgive me, I forgot my uh, Kleenex this morning. I'm I'm like a water faucet every time I praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, God is holy. Okay, I'm going to bring Shanita on if she's out there. Let's see if she's in the room there. Yes, there she is. Let's add her to the screen. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We have a praise report from Sunshine. She prayed for Bob and Becky, and they've been healed. And maybe she'll share that tomorrow on Monday during underground. Mm. Praise God. All right. Yeah. And y'all have been praying for David Morgan, and he has seen improvement. And he, he is one of our he's one of our our congregation members, loyal, very loyal. He's a c- mm-hmm. contributor. To David Heavener TV he does videos, mm-hmm. but he's an amputee. He got his foot uh, taken off because of mm-hmm. I guess gangrene or something. But he's doing well. All right, great. Yeah,
1: very well. Yep. And so this week we are praying for
0: Betty and Madison. And for Eileen and
1: the rest of the quests, we will be covering those on our Monday prayer following underground. Yeah, you're welcome to join us for prayer in
0: the Zoom <laughs> room. All right. That's so great. And Shanita, I told people they could go to davidhevner.tv and sign up um, and become, you know, it's not expensive. But because now we're live television, right? We're that's 24-7 fine. live. We have over 700 yeah. videos. Um and uh, also if they want to become a member, they go to Davidhevener.tv forward slash family, is it? Yes, just to let us know that they're worshiping yeah. with us on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no just, cost to that. No, no, yeah. just, just to let us know that you're worshiping mm-hmm. with us. That's all all we care about. Uh we just want to know who you are so we can pray for you. All right, Shanita. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. Right. Okay, we're gonna go to the Lord in prayer um right where you are right now is a holy ground where you're standing i don't care where you are it's holy because you're god's chosen one and it can only be holy ground okay thank you lord for loving us pray for each and every person out there listening to my voice father you've brought people to us for the first time that have actually accepted you and we praise you for that that their name is written in the lamb's book of life And you've brought people back to you this morning through this gathering that we have. You've brought people closer to you, and we praise you for it. And Father, right now there's healings that need to be done. I'm commanding a healing in Jesus' name. In your Son's name, I'm commanding it because you gave me the right to do so. You gave us the right to do so as your children. I'm commanding a healing over that mother, over that father, over that family. I'm commanding a healing over that child. There's a mother out there that's struggling. She's got an ailment going on, and it's pretty bad. Father, I'm commanding that healing. I'm praying for that father that has been caught up in something he shouldn't be caught up in, but he's coming back to you. And I'm asking, Lord, that you touch his mind and touch his spirit and his heart, that he will open up that Bible every morning and read to his children. For every name that left Shanita's lips, we're praying for each and every name. We pray for the unborn, for the ones that the evil is trying to take out. We pray for protection over our children, unborn and born. Pray for those children caught up in human trafficking. We now command evil away from our children, children, the evil that is abusing our children. Say, you have no right to God's children. We cast you back into the pits of hell. Demon of addiction, demon of lust, demon of lying, demon of unforgiveness, demon of fear. You are gone, you are cast out in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for loving us. We don't take this lightly. We consider it such an amazing honor. We don't even know how to how to say it. But we truly know that it's because of your amazing grace.
1: I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, I was blind, but now I see.
0: I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. We don't know why, we just know that we are. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. And I do need to say this because um, I'm to the point now, I want people to really uh, read these books. Um, uh, If you'd like to get one, this is True Power, my book on True Power, and also on End Times Investigation. That's my life in Hollywood and expose a lot of different things. And, of course, we have the eight hours of footage in Times Investigation. You can learn about that on the website and also The uh, Last Evangelist, Episode 1. And Episode 2 is coming out. If you'd like to know more about this these things, you could uh, go to um, davidhevner.tv forward slash order uh, or call 844 And also, if you'd like to go and find out more about Last Evangelist, go to lastevangelist.com uh and uh um you can find out more if you want like to pray for us like to donate whatever if we want to pray for you if you have a prayer request david com in the subject pray for me and i pray for you personally shanita prays for you and we get our prayer warriors to pray uh for you that's that's what we're here for i mean ultimately that is what we're here for uh i never say this uh but i am going to say it if you see a uh a, a like button hit like, uh, subscribe, hit subscribe. Like I said, I never say, and I feel strange saying it, but I'm really more interested in you subscribing to the kingdom of God than anything. But past that if you can uh, be with us every Sunday morning, that'd be great. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate you all. God bless you so much.